0: Welcome to the Offer Letter Podcast, the place where real career coaches and HR professionals prepare you to answer job interview questions. I'm your host and interview coach, Michael Manzano, here to help you get your offer letter. So we're gonna go a different way for the next 10 episodes. It's still about job interview questions, but I wanna break down 10 questions that you can use for your next interview. I wanna tell you why these are important. You know, there's no best questions to ask, and to be honest, this is not a scientifically curated list, but this is more one of those lists that uh, of, of questions that I think would work, or interesting ones that would be good to ask, or maybe even ones that I've used or ones that I've heard in the past. Now, here's why it's important, and I don't want you to skip over this. Uh, some people... You know, they take so much time practicing and preparing for the interview questions that they don't put any thought into this part of the interview, you know, the part where they ask you, you know, do you have any questions to ask us? And I'll tell you that if you do this part correctly, then it can salvage a bad interview or be that last little bit to help recruiters make a decision in your favor. It's, it's kind of like that Jedi mind trick where you can put a suggestion into a recruiter's mind so that you can control the direction of. The interview so that it favors you. So, first of all, why would recruiters ask, Do you have any questions for me? The main reason is to see if you're interested in them and in the position, and also to give you a chance to know more about the role through strategic questions. Remember that you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. You They want to make sure that everything that you need to know has been answered. You know, if you have any questions about the role, if you have any questions about the team, you know, if they if you have any questions about, you know, maybe benefits or or something about the company, they want to make sure that you're making the right decision. And this doesn't come up like three months later after they hired you. And then you say, well, I didn't know about this. You know, you guys never said this about that. Okay, so they want to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. And this is your chance to ask those questions. So let me give you some tips on how you can go about this question. Now, the first thing that you never, ever want to do is say that you don't have any questions. It just shows that you're not interested in them, or maybe you haven't been listening, right? You want to have engagement. You want to show that you are engaged. You're having this conversation with them. So here's what you want to do. Have three or four good ones prepared, good questions that you want to ask them. But only be ready to ask maybe about two. The other ones, they might have been answered already throughout the interview. And you don't want to have too many questions based on the time limit that you might have. Then maybe play it by ear to see if you should ask the third one. You know, make sure that uh, you use your two questions if there's time. Because this is like your chance to add more value to you in the interview. You know, it's like having two free throws in basketball. You know, you want to make sure that you sync both of those shots because it's going to help your team's final score. No one just says, like, you know, I'll take one shot instead of two shots because I don't want to have a better score. You know, that's nonsense. In the same way, you want to take those two opportunities to ask those questions at the end of an interview. Now, another factor that you want to take into account is time. Sometimes you've been allotted a certain amount of time for the interview, maybe like, usually it's around maybe 30 to 60 minutes, and if you've had lots of talking throughout the interview, then there might not be that much time. But, you know, it's still important, so still ask those questions, because it's a very important part of the interview, and don't rush them. You know you can acknowledge that there's a time crunch, you know, say something like, you know, I see that we're almost close to the end of the allotted time, but let them know that you have a few quick questions. They will, and they should, make time for you. Okay, And another one is always ask open-ended questions because those give more opportunity for the recruiter to talk more. So if you have a good question that you want to ask, reframe it so that it's not a yes or no question. Now, if you're not too sure what an open-ended question, you can always start your question with something like um, who, what, where, when, why, or how, or one thing I like to do is tell me more about this. Tell me more about that. Or you mentioned this. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about that? Now, the biggest mistake that people make is they don't comment or answer uh, on the, on the answer that the recruiter gives. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it, it might be okay. You could probably still get by. By commenting on their answer, then it'll make you go from good to great or great to amazing. So if you do this correctly, then you can like Jedi mind trick the recruiter into learning more about you. And And this is the part where you can get those extra chances to speak more about your skills or to salvage those parts of the interview that you thought were not the best. And if you do this right, then there are chances that your interview can change entirely. So I want to talk a little bit more about this strategy. And you can kind of think of it like a boomerang. You know those curve sticks that people throw and they come back to you. And you know, you see this a lot in cartoons. Um, so when you use a boomerang, then what do you do? You take a look at it. I mean, if you've ever used a boomerang, first of all, like you take a look at that curve stick and you make sure that you're holding it correctly because Apparently, like for myself, I've, I've never really used a boomerang like those ones that you see on cartoons. Um, but if you throw it the wrong way, then it won't fly correctly. So you th- let's say you throw this boomerang. It's correct. You It goes out there and you watch it fly. And then you got to watch where it comes back to. So when it comes back to you, then you can catch it and you can use it again. So like the boomerang these questions come full circle. You throw it out there, and then the questions always come back to you. So it should start with you, and it should end with you. So you wanna keep four words in mind to help you remember what to do. First one is assess, second is ask, third is listen, and lastly, respond. Assess, ask, listen, and respond. So the first thing you want to do is assess the question. You want to think about what the interviewers want to know about you. Or think about what you honestly want to know about the company or about the role. You know, you're thinking, what is the ideal answer that you're looking for? Or what do you not want to hear? Or what are those deal breakers? Okay. Next, you want to ask. This is like throwing that boomerang out there. Okay. And you want to make sure that you ask the question to the correct person. You know, it'll make a difference on who you ask and you get more points if you use their names like, oh, Tina, you mentioned that A, B and C. However, if you're not sure who to ask, then you can always address the question to everyone, especially if it's a general one. Then, you know, somebody will usually jump in to answer it or they'll decide on who's the best person to answer your question. So next thing, you want to listen to their answer. This is where the boomerang's flying and then you're watching it. And you want to know where this is going. This is very important. You, know, you don't just listen, but you want to actively listen to their answer. You want to listen for any things like red flags or how close the answer that they give is to what you reflected on. Is it the ideal answer that you're looking for? Is it closer to those deal breakers that you brought up? And lastly, you know, that boomerang comes back to you and this is where you respond. Remember, it starts with you. It also ends with you. And you want to respond with something insightful about your skills or experience that either reiterates what you have already said or tells them something more about you. It might even be something that you're, you're correcting or a concern of something that was brought up in the interview. Okay, don't be afraid to tell them about your concerns. All right. You're interviewing them as well. So give them a chance to address this in case there is some misunderstanding. So, for example, did what they say sound like there's lots of overtime in reality? When, you know, you let them clarify, then it really is only busy during the high season, which is April. And maybe it's like only one or two shifts rather than what you were thinking, which is worst case scenario. You're overtime all month and you're working weekends. Remember, you want to assess, ask, listen, listen and respond throw out the question let them respond and it comes back to you so here's an example of how you can do this and let's go with a question like i would like to know more about what kinds of skills that would make this candidate successful so first of all i would assess the question what are the skills that are needed for this role okay i would look again at the job description and write out five to seven of the most important skills based on the role and on the company You know, think about those deal breakers, the things that you don't have or you don't want to use. Let's say, for example, if it's an accounting role and there's a sales component to it. You know, think of those things that you don't want to do or maybe those skills that you're not good or you don't have those skills. So when the time comes, then ask this question to the manager or the team leader is an open ended question. Remember, try to use their name if you remember their name. So I would go something like this. Uh, Sarah, I would like to know more about uh, what kinds of skills that would make this candidate successful. Then, as Sarah answers, then you want to listen for what they say. You know, I want to listen for the skills that I may have already thought about when I was reflecting and preparing and the skills that I might have missed as well as skills that might be a surprise or maybe even a red flag or, you know, those deal breakers that they talk about. So let's say Sarah answers with something like this. You know, for this role we are mainly looking for someone who is organized because there are lots of projects. They also need to be able to collaborate with lots of people, so someone who's a good communicator, then someone who is really good with Microsoft Excel. Perfect. There's your answer. So lastly, you want to respond. The worst thing to do is say something like thanks or that's great to hear or Great, Sarah, that's very interesting. You know, it's, it's kind of like if, if you ask someone, so how is that vacation to Hawaii looking, and uh, is everything booked? And they answer, you know, yeah, everything's booked. I booked this hotel, but I'm trying to find someone who would love to go to Hawaii with all the expenses paid because I'm not able to go anymore. Then you answer with, hmm, that's very interesting. You know, like right away they might think, were you even listening? I'm trying to give away a free trip to Hawaii. And now, if you read between the lines, then they're really asking, are you that person? And that's what the recruiter could be thinking when they answer your questions. Are you that person? So you want to make sure that you have a thoughtful response to show that you are that person. If we go back to that example, they were looking for three main skills of organize, good communication, and good with Microsoft Excel. Then think... Are you that person? This is your chance to shine. And you could say something like, you know, that's great to hear because I'm a very organized person as I've talked about with my last job maintaining the files for the office. I'm a good communicator because I constantly deliver presentations to teams of 30 people. And I'm great with Excel because it's secretly one of my passions to keep analyzing things in a spreadsheet and tracking data. So I would be a great fit for this role because of what you mentioned. Now, you don't want to make this long because you should have gone over lots of those things in the interview already. But this is the chance to kind of quickly reiterate some of those things. Now, let's say that you didn't talk about one of those skills in the interview. Then you could say something like this. That's great because we talked about my two skills of being organized and of communication. But... Actually, I didn't bring up how in my past job, I was the main person to input and analyze all the data in Excel spreadsheets. From all the work I did on the on Excel, then I learned a lot of functions and shortcuts that made me an Excel master that I could really use in this job. Okay, take those opportunities to clarify things that you talked about or add on to anything that you might have missed. Maybe they never brought up something that is a great accomplishment for you and you want to strategically bring it up some way, then this is your chance. Or maybe they didn't talk about an important skill or something about the company that you were wondering about. Then this is the time to take your interview to that next level. You know, don't waste this opportunity and take matters into your own hands. Okay? I want to quickly note that their answer might not be what you are expecting. You know, you might ask some questions that pertain to the roles or about the company and their answers are showing a bunch of red flags. In that case, it's up to you to clarify. You know, ask those questions in a diplomatic manner. You know, you have the right to know what you're getting yourself into. So, for example... What if we go back to this question about skills and they bring up the skill of good with sales? And I think I, I mentioned this a little earlier and this is a tax accounting role, okay? So you're, you're applying for a tax accountant role and they talk about sales. Unless it was specified in the job description that you'll be doing sales, then many accounting roles don't include this and that might be a red flag for you. You know, you can probe by asking, I heard you mentioned sales. Could you tell me more about why this is an important skill? Okay, it gives the interviewers a chance to explain it. Or maybe they made a mistake or maybe there was a misunderstanding somewhere. Now, if their response is a deal breaker, then it's up to you to decide if this job really is for you. A deal breaker is, you know, something that you don't want to do in a role. Or maybe it's something that you don't want in an employer or in a team. Now that might be a specific task you didn't expect, or maybe the company benefits don't start for a year, which is much longer than you expected, or maybe the pay is much lower than you were looking for based on your skills and experience. Then you'll need to go home and decide if this job is still for you. You, know, you can respond with concern so that they know it might be a problem and they might want to remedy it in their potential offer. You, know, you can say something like this, uh, Sarah you mentioned sales skills and that is something that I was not expecting in this role to be honest and it wasn't mentioned in the job description. I'm not really experienced or comfortable having this as part of the role and it would give me something to think about. So it really shows that you're not saying no but it is very questionable to you. Then if they really like you then they might still be willing to make some changes or not. You know you voiced your concerns, they've heard it, and there's no surprises when it comes to if you get the job or not. So over the next 10 episodes of the solo session series, I'm going to flip the script a bit and talk about how you're in the driver's seat of the interview when you go over questions that you can ask at the end of an interview. We'll talk about why you would ask these questions and how you can strategically use them to your advantage so you can get your offer letter. Thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. My name is Michael Manzano, knowing soon that you will get your offer letter.